What's really going on, everybody? Back again with another episode, as always, joined by Mackenzie and Henry. This is our 84th episode. Before we get into it, be sure to follow us on all of our social media. That includes on Twitter and Instagram at WRGOPod. Be sure to like, subscribe, listen, and comment on whatever your favorite streaming platform is. That includes, as always, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, where you can watch all of our videos in full. Mackenzie and Henry, how are you guys doing? I'm doing okay. It was a nice warm day here in New York, so it was all good. Henry? Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to be so dry, y'all. It's just been a long day for me. Um, we need high energy. High energy. It's the end of the day. It's almost Friday. Like, it is. So let's get into it. So we are going to start, as always, with our food for thought. The first news is student uh, loans. So Biden has recently announced an extension in the student loan moratorium, which will now pause payments until August 31st. It was initially set to end May 1st after it was once again set to end on March 1st after it was once again set to end on January 1st. Uh, this man don't just cancel this stuff. <laughs> like, come on, dude. So since twenty, because like I seen an uh, article that said no, like the only recourse for this is people being mad that they pay days back. And we're gonna get into that. So it says, according to the Federal Reserve, it says since twenty twenty, which is when it was originally suspended in April, uh, it said borrowers have found uh, that they've saved nearly two hundred billion. Uh, some senators like Elizabeth Warren and the Democratic leader Charles Schumer, he has said um, that he's now pressuring Biden to just cancel 50000 per borrower, which apparently some have argued that he has the constitutional authority to do. Um, so I guess what does the continued extension signal about Biden's strategy? Because I guess as someone who's like in politics, it, to me it just says that he doesn't know what to do and that his staff doesn't know what to do. And he's kicking the can down the road until he has something that he can like, okay, now we do this because we can, but it doesn't seem like he knows what to do, to be honest. Yeah, I feel completely the same way. Yeah, I feel like it's just showing you don't know what to do. You don't want to push the, push people too far, I guess, or constituents or people who might not agree with your reasoning to just completely cancel it or do the $50,000. You don't want to piss people off. That's what it's giving. Um, and I don't know. I feel like I just saw a poll. And I will say, I don't really try to pay attention to the polls and stuff. But his ratings were going down or were low. So I'm curious there, like, if it, is he waiting for, like, that to be his last final, you know, thing that he can throw in there? Like, okay, well, I'll cancel it now if y'all just, you know, revote me in. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, well, what's the point of the c- continuing to delay it? You know, like. I mean, naturally, naturally, you would think it would be that. That's my course. question, though. You think it'd be the reverse. You think. You wouldn't do something this big if you were unpopular. That just, you don't have the will to do it and you don't want to. I guess, Henry, here's a question for you that I've been thinking about. Who's on the opposite side of him wanting to cancel it? Well, that's that becomes the question of, like, the people being mad. And I can only presume that, like, like, because me and you, well, no, we were talking about how, like, right now, the only people who benefit with, like, this, like, whole thing getting pushed back is, um, like, wealthy people or people who are able to pay on their loans, being mm-hmm. that, like, the interest or whatever is canceled. Yep. 
So for me, I would only presume or think that like maybe Republicans, but then again, no, it's always the Democrats that be like them penny pincher. You think so? People. I, that's what I said. I don't know. Like this, that, I really don't know why bro won't cancel the student debt. Like I don't get I mean, it. On the surface, it's a big thing to do. I mean, he's basically, if he were to do it, basically he's saying like, okay, we're just going to wipe out the debt of, you know, billions of dollars. That's not like a small thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do, but like politically, that's just not something that you could just say, okay, we're just going to $10 billion. Okay. You don't have to pay that. You actually have to have like a lot of stuff in place to do that, which is hard. But I think to your point, Republicans just don't want him. Democrats don't seem to have the will or like the the ability to just kind of say, we're doing this at all costs and like, we don't care. I think they're kind of like reading the room of like, we don't think that was the time. It's like, well, it's never going to really be the right time to, time to do it. Right. And that's that, 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 that. Yeah. And I think. Because, like, this COVID relief money that just came out of nowhere that they're trying to lock people up for, like, that was over, like, not, a lot of people got money. And per what I've read and understood, the relief money added up to be more than student loan debt. So, like, they can pull that out of thin air to give people to rejuvenate the economy. Why don't, why why isn't the rationale like, okay, once we cancel student debt, more people will have free money to boost the economy, get homes or whatever, like save more. I mean that it helps. That would naturally be the thought, but I don't think I don't think rich people think that way. I think they think of it as like these people are getting something that I had to do or that or that previous people didn't have to do. They think about it as like a have and have nots. And then they're probably often thinking about it to justify their mind of people who look like us and people who don't have the financial ability to just eat money like that saying, well, now anybody can do, you know, it's like, it's, it's a very dumb argument, but like, I'm surprised that like, it doesn't seem like Biden's ever going to do this. So I'm shocked. He hasn't at least, I would probably appreciate it more if he was just kind of not playing around with it and just said, we're going to pay all the interest. I think that's at least like a sensible thing that makes sense to me, but like I just don't think anything's gonna happen from this, Mackenzie. I don't. I mean, is is anything gonna happen? I mean, you mentioned interest. Honestly, like I would still be, I would still be ticked if they even pay interest because I'm just like it's still kind of like something though. Yeah, it is. That's where I'm at. It It is something. something, (laughs) But I still would be like, thanks, because y'all barely had that. I guess like okay, but it's still like I still have to. But the only thing is, I was going to say, maybe their intention is to keep us on payroll. Like, at the end of the day, we're still having to pay that back or whatever. But then mm-hmm. them pausing it, just like, that's it just defeats the purpose. Because clearly, y'all don't need this money. Y'all been operating for years at this point without the money. So it's not a necessity. I don't know. I mean, to me, personally, I feel like Biden hasn't done much. And I feel like this would be pretty major. Um, I think it would be, too. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. That should be the one thing he championed because that was the one thing or two things he came in rah rah like oh I'm gonna no, do. No, he did not. Like, he was not rah rah. School. He was not rah rah about it. He no, nah, he actually was. He was saying he was. Like, I yeah, feel like was. student debt and COVID were his two but big things. But did he things. say like his like Elizabeth Warren has clearly stated? I want. He to literally be- said he was canceling student debt, and then the third one, which you know he he got done was he was going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Those were the three promises I remember. Getting COVID handled, situated, getting student debt canceled, and getting a black woman on 
the Supreme Court, which the Supreme Court, good job, I guess. Don't do that. You know? That's more than a good job. That's more than <laughs> a good job. Don't even don't even do that because we'll, we, we'll save that for another day. But black men was raw raw this on Twitter this week about not having a space. And look how you just cut down that black woman for being on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Don't try to be little. Don't be little. But rather, I think it gets to the point. I'm not belittling the fact that a black woman is on the Supreme Court justice. That's I would never do that. Like that's amazing. She, she you know what I'm saying? She's gonna do her thing as but much. But that's just functionally can. within his control. Like that's it's yeah, not, like I was be, just saying like no it's just kind of like you either do or you literally don't. Like it's Right, you know what I'm saying, and I guess that's not even really on him. That's on the Senate and Congress because we Obama put up like three, and they blocked all of them. Yeah, and I think like to I mean the last point about this, I think it looks worse. Clearly, it's possible to do this because I think like I don't know the running tab of money that we've given to Ukraine in the last like month, but like it's a lot. It's been a lot. So I think it's a a matter of like yeah, like I don't. I think there's clearly there's clearly no room for someone to say we can't do this. It's just a matter of we won't. Yeah. And I think that's a different conversation. Um, speaking of a different conversation, I think we thankfully have not had to talk about this. I'm glad our podcast schedule did not realign when this <laughs> happened. <laughs> I, I think the amount of bad takes on uh, podcasts that clearly don't have an agenda like ours that have talked about this have been terrible. Um but, I mean, we haven't talked about the Will Smith thing, and I think we're going to take it from a different approach of largely talking about um, not just the action, but the reaction to the action and largely other things that have happened largely that ended up with Will Smith being banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Um, celebrity reactions, and I think just, I mean, I think as a podcast, we try to talk about how media works, and I think, Mackenzie, you're probably the best person to talk about that. So I guess, can you just talk about largely how like the media has framed this? Because I think it's just very interesting compared to other similar things that have happened. Which are- yeah, it's very it's been framed very much so like shame on Will. I can't believe Will acted like this. This is a place of 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 integrity, and we're these great people. And and I can't believe he came into the space and and did that. And that's how I received it. And we're on a podcast talking about black people. I just feel like what I heard was like, how did this N-word come in here, disrespect Mm -hmm. our space? He should be even happy enough to even be here. And how dare you? How dare you get up on stage and slap us? There are a lot of for them folks in the back that's going to be like, oh my God. No, girl. Yes. That's what y'all acting like. And like, just like, so that's how I feel like the media has been portraying it. But as far as like. It's also been very interesting, though. Like, I mean, I guess we all know this, and as Black people, we know this, but it is interesting seeing the takes from celebrities and the takes from white mm-hmm. celebrities versus Black celebrities. Terrible. It's crazy. Terrible. It really is crazy because, I mean, we all seen this laugh, and most of these people that I know, Black black people, some Black people, older Black people were saying, like, okay, he was doing too much. But I don't know, a slap in the mouth for saying something crazy is not that wild. It's not that wild. You just keep it pushing. You just keep it pushing. But Amy Schumer talking about traumatized. And and I remember y'all's fave Zoe Kravitz had the nerve to come up there and say something. And it's But it's also like Hollywood. This is where you draw the line? Really? Yeah. and I This? Because right? I'm pretty it? sure y'all the top folks in the bathroom doing drugs. drugs. 
all type of stuff. Then on top of that, when um Me Too movement happened, I'm pretty sure there was a nominee. Yeah. That was listed on yeah. that dang on movement. So like, bro, if y'all don't watch out playing with my mans, cause like what y'all trying to do is take away the fact that he's won his first Oscar, and that's what that wasn't yeah. his best performance. It it wasn't. Yeah. We can also say yeah. it also wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't his best performance. So, like, they really trying to play my man right now, and I don't appreciate that. It's been, to your point, like, I think it's been, if we want to talk about, like, uh, as a whole, us as black people validating ourselves in this entertainment, music industry, whatever, I feel like artists, like music artists, have for the past couple of years kind of, like, decredited the Grammys of, like, their validation on who they are, the success they have as an artist. And I think, <clears throat> I mean... Yeah, you want the accolades of it. But, like, uh, actors and actresses maybe should get on that same, like, bandwagon. Because, I mean, but... yeah. bro, it's, for this to be Will's first Oscar, that let me know these people not checking for us. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think, uh, I don't think, I mean, and I think that's the thing that gets... You, we even had a question about Samuel Jackson the other day, where th- he got an honorary Oscar. Samuel Jackson. I, I think that's just, a different question it, in just, terms of the two, personally. But go ahead, Noah. No, I, I think it's a different question in terms of one, like the actual kind of career of Will Smith. But I also think, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just on that. I mean, I've been very public about how I think the Grammys are terrible because they don't recognize us. They recognize us either way too late. They choose to recognize largely, like, the wrong people. Like, to compare it to the Grammys, like, John Baptiste won the album for best... He won the award for best album. And, like, he is a good musician, but he is the most kind of, like, culturally white, acceptable black musician who is out there. Same with, like, Aloe Black. Like, mm-hmm. people who we know are not listening to Aloe Black and John Baptiste. They're not moving the culture in any type of way. But they are culturally acceptable to the white mainstream. And I think that's, like, they're checking the box of saying, like, oh, we nominated a black person they won. That's great. But, like, the actual black people are like, who is that? <laughs> like, who? Yeah, I was literally about to say, who, and, who, and, who and, what and, now? Tyler the Creator, like I'm sorry, I feel like he falls into that. Like black people do like Tyler the Creator, but for him to win Best Rap Album compared to all of the people, like a Future or like a Drake or like people who have really been moving a lot the culture, yeah. yeah. Tyler the Creator for rap, he fixed the boxes. Oh yeah, you know he's cool. He's kind of different. He's he, he. I understand him. Like it's very much that, and I think. Even though I do love Tyler yeah. the Creator, I do, and I do, I do too. But I, but I think that's, but that's honest though. Yeah. I think he crosses a lot of cross-cultural things, and when it was just us listening to him, and he was kind of like really weird. Yeah, it wasn't really when he was about eating that, a cockroach. That wasn't when enough. he was eating a cockroach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on the Yonkers video. Yeah. But I think like to kind of put a bow on it, I think the most kind of appalling thing that I saw was like everybody <laughs> clearly connecting violence to blackness. Yeah, where it was like people were too quick to just kind of be like, oh, these, like... Write him it, off. Or no, I think just in terms of connecting that action to then represent everything about black people, when that's just, like, there are so many instances of how that's not the case and that, like, white violence is clearly just accepted. Yeah. Whereas people vandalizing because a team won the Super Bowl, we accept that as a form of public discourse that's just kind of accepted. 
but this one-off moment between two individual people is now a reflection of how how you know the violent nature of black people yeah and i think that's like the media is probably yeah that's what it was no that's (laughs) why i was saying it's perverse it's perverse it was just it just felt like i can't believe these n words were in our space Mm -hmm. acting like that look at how they act you know just like yeah mm. yeah yeah. But Harvey uh, Weinstein so, hasn't been banned for ten years. Like, if, hmm. if we're taking a stance, this man, <laughs> you can keep this naming man them. Could really go up to the Oscars Shit, and win an Oscar, uh, Oscar yeah, next year. You them. know, like that's why it's like that's very crazy. Johnny Depp probably was there. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on now to the <laughs> to the big fact. Of course, I'm sure everybody who knows we obviously have a large listening contingent in the five boroughs and in the New York tri-state area. So on Tuesday, a gunman opened fire on a Brooklyn uh, subway train, ending with 10 people shot and more than 30 injured. Um, I think the first thing that I'm going to do before we kind of give our pre-context, I think, is talk to Mackenzie, who is our resident New York. Uh, so I guess what was kind of the feeling um, in New York? I think this, you know, on the surface, this event is crazy. <laughs> like, it's nuts. Um, It's really, like, it was really scary. Like, I will say, I don't like to say New Yorkers are resilient, but when I, that's not the first time some crazy stuff has happened on a train. But this part, it was just, like, really? You just opened fire on a train at 8.30 yeah. in the morning? And I guess my biggest takeaway from that is, obviously, that was a major tragedy, and I hope, you know, no one was injured or, or whatever the case may be. And no one, and no one died. Yeah, no one died. Which is good, which is very... Which is great. But my thing is, like, I need people to really understand, like, in New York, especially with, it was before the new mayor, I will say that, but every weekend, if you live in a major, not even a major station, there are police cops there. They're they're on duty. They will catch you jumping this, focusing on people trying to jump the turnstile or whatever. So my thing is for this to happen at 830 in the morning, I don't know the full situation. I'm just thinking, like, when I first read the story and he's planting bombs, did that did that happen at Monday morning? Because 8.30 in the morning from Brooklyn, from Sunset Park, Brooklyn, just to, for people living in that neighborhood getting to the city, that's rush hour. People, pe- That's yeah, a lot a of lot. people trying to get to the city. So there had to be somebody there, I feel like. I'm just assuming. So when I'm reading the story, I'm thinking... He's planning the bombs. It's taking a few days to some to do this or whatever. And if it took days coming off of a weekend when there's cops there, that's just telling me that the cops are once again focused on the wrong thing. Like, and he was in an MTA or a construction vest or whatever. Granted, who knows who who's to say that, you know, somebody didn't find them suspicious or if that's a suspicious look or whatever that even may be. My whole thing is with NYPD and just cops in general. Y'all are here focused on the wrong things, but y'all cannot stop a mass shooting from happening and it's right under your nose. And the person who caught it was a, a, a corner store guy who just randomly saw them or put two and two together. The security cameras didn't work in the subway. But yet... And and it's worth noting that the person who did this was a, a Syrian immigrant. <laughs> like, it's... Like, you can't kind of write something... And let, let me point, because when you say that... I think that validates some people's ideology on what terrorism looks like. And, like, you get what I'm saying? So, like, when I say, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I forgot to tell you.
this episode has been brought to you by Steve Jobs and Apple. So thank you. I just muted Henry's mic. Yeah. There we go. Anywho, Henry has been banned for 30 seconds yeah. after that. Um, I think the interesting thing, at least about this, um, I think the story can go a lot of different ways. I think, um, you know, and I think Mackenzie, you can probably speak to this a little better as someone who lives in Harlem, but like there is a lot of crime going on in New York currently. Like I think as they said in the Bronx, um, they had like 13 or something like so shootings that Tuesday that were outside of like just that one thing mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. But I don't think people talk about it people don't talk about things like that or like how do we actually reduce gun violence on like an everyday level. Yeah. It's like this mass shooting happened and we choose to do nothing. But like there are all these other things that are happening that it doesn't even seem like, and I think you could speak to this, that like Eric Adams really seems to be doing anything. It's like, let's stop crime, but let's not do anything else to stop like the pre or actually give people like a working wage or like real social services or like it's just like let's just crime and like it's just like the it happens jail and it's not like yeah. we're back into like the same like but it's also of, like I but mean, what is the crime though like you're so focused on the crime of losing two dollars and 75 cents and that's how much the mta is and not the crime of a mass shooting or or actual violence happening in the city that's what i'm really irritated about because it's just like there's real crime happening, and instead of focusing on the real crime, you're trying to stop somebody from stealing two dollars and seventy five cents. But yet you walking a, walking home with a good paycheck. I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I that think Henry jump in. I mean, I think it just gets to the point that like policing nowadays is a political issue. Yeah. With kind of what like, is policing? You know, I asked my mama that. Yeah. The what other is day. policing? I literally was like, "What do police do?" She's like harass people and i was like literally that part because like they don't solve crimes and they're not preventing they, the crimes that's another they're thing. not preventing like, the crimes yeah and i can at least and i'll i'm not to be on the side of police because lord knows that's not my mo here um i think there's other entities that also just need to be called out where like obviously like crime is happening and police need to figure out better ways to combat it but, like, at the end of the day, if they're just guns floating around, the police can't really do anything outside of, like, let's just find them. Like, at some point, Eric Adams needs to have an executive order or something, or the city council needs to do something, or the mayor or the governor needs to do something. Like, there needs to be legislation in place that literally just makes this stuff harder to obtain. And I mean... But low-key, though, New York is, like, actually getting a yeah, licensed gun. It's very hard I, yeah. in it New is, York. It's like in D.C., um yeah. yeah most of the east coast now we ain't gonna talk about the south east coast most well that's of the, what i'm about to say these folks hard. just let these people do it with no background checks. they don't care they oh said shoot each other too. basically but everyone but that's the problem is that people get them from like north carolina south carolina and drive and then drive, drive, mm-hmm. just drive straight up and i think like i don't know the way to combat that especially since it's like a state to state thing but that clearly says like but that's that, that, that's that's the problem to be honest because we're looking at gun issues, race issues, some issues like just certain stuff is it's a federal thing. Okay. Uh, gun issues it, that's mm-hmm. not that's not you know what I'm saying specific to yeah. one geographic location. Guns in America is a problem. Yeah. It's problematic. Very. So 
they should probably approach it on a federal level so that states have to follow certain protocols. Well, that's Pro- true. That's a conversation that's they've been, happen. yeah, they've been having that <laughs> conversation forever. Because, yeah, like you said, it is a federal situation now. And I, I feel like everyone knows that, but they're just not getting anywhere yeah. with NRA. Like, <laughs> it's just not going yeah, anywhere. And I, think it, and I think it also increasingly makes, like, D.C. has really tough gun laws and New York has tough gun laws, but those become less relevant when other states don't because it's kind of like it's only as strong as the weakest state. And if there are states that just let you pull up and cop one, it kind of makes states like New York pointless when someone can just cop one and yeah. ship it up or drive up. So Atlanta about to see again. an influx, huh? Bro, chill out. Like, now that's a mess. Let's talk no, about it. No, bro, it's been two shootings in the past two weekends. Like, I don't even want to go that's outside. That's why I'm just like, like well, I guess we haven't really. Go ahead, nor no introduce the next week because I'm like we haven't even introduced the topic. Oh, uh, well, this is I have here on our agenda. It says Atlanta makes the case for reparations, and then I said Mackenzie, how did you explain? Wait, did y'all watch the episode? <laughs> I watched clips and I read a bunch, so don't have me. Yeah, right. I kind of like you, you weren't supposed to say that on the pod and add us right now, but I mean it's okay. I so for my listeners, if you are an Atlanta saw the doc, fan, I was trying to avoid that. Which y'all should be Atlanta fan. No, like seriously, this not tonight's episode or whenever y'all hear this. The last episode I saw was about reparations, and I won't say I liked it or I enjoyed it, but I just thought it was a very interesting take on what reparations would look like. And essentially, the episode there was some law passed, and if you were a white person that was connected to people who or your ancestors owned slaves you had to pay part of your check or you paid whatever the back pay was mm-hmm. to the black person. <laughs> <laughs> so, now let me finish. So this girl, Shanique, and I felt very close to this episode. Mm-hmm. Her name was like Shanique. I hate that she, they named her that. She was from St. Louis. <laughs> and she um, came up to, she went up to the guy who owed her money. And um, now from now on, essentially, like 15% of his paycheck, of every paycheck has to go to her. Um, and that was just a form of reparations. It's a, it was funny. It was a lot going on. But it was just, I guess, kind of seeing it from the white person's perspective because his perspective was like, he was like, he didn't know that he owned, like, he didn't have any connection to that. He didn't know about his grandfather or great great grandfather. Um, and he was like the white liberal. Like, I'm not racist. I really, I didn't know that my parents were doing this. But the thing that was very telling about this episode and that I still need white people to really understand is that it was only four generations back. She said my great, 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 great. It's not that far removed. And then it's other things in the episode because I was like, well, you could that four generations back, you could connect the dots enough, especially as a white person. You can connect the dots enough and figure that out yourself. But the biggest takeaway was obviously reparations and just seeing what that would look like. Um, And then two... Four generations ago, that's not that long. That's really not that long ago for me to be able to say four generations ago, you own my mother or you own my great, great grandmother. That's insane to me. And I don't think white people really understand. There was a scene, though, that y'all do need to watch. There was a scene where one of the white people that was in the same situation that owed a lot of money, um, he understood that because he said for us, it's very far removed. Slavery is very far removed because we can move on with our lives. But for them, it is only four generations back. And they're constantly reminded you that it's right the there. Yeah. yeah. So y'all need to watch the episode. 
I'm gonna watch it tonight. I'll do the same. We encourage you all to comment. But I'm gonna get my. I think that's a cool. That's an not cool because in reality, let us try to tax them folks for what they ancestors did. That's gonna spark up um, them. Like no, that's not gonna work. But it was just a law that was passed, and you know what? Respectfully, if y'all watched the episode, like. I don't want something. I guess I could take something for your paycheck, but like I don't even want that. Just give me, give me the full amount and one check from the government. Cause like yeah, if, you, it, if you watch the episode, she was doing the most. Like she was camping outside his house, showing up to his job. Like I'm not doing, I'm not doing none of that. Like she was basically a bill <laughs> Yeah, literally. The thing is, how much is ten percent of this man check for real? Like, well, he ended up that... losing his job. But no, like some people was really like making like old like three million dollars type stuff like it really just depend on how the cookie crumbles. i mean if you, if you i mean if you got the right if you just happen to you got the right ancestry if you happen to, or, yeah or rather the wrong the yeah wrong, working you like a dog and then it's like she was doing the most and if she wasn't like doing the most but it still was telling four generations back yeah i'm gonna do the most i can really connect the dots i can see that woman or see my grandmother grandfather on the plantation. That's not that long ago. No, I mean it doesn't take you that back to get to. I mean, all you literally have to do is get to like the late eighteen hundreds, really, to have like a connection where someone either grew yeah, up. It's not or that yeah, was. It's not that far removed. Um, so the last thing we have here uh, is anti-lynching bill. So recently, Biden signed into law a bill uh, that makes lynching a federal hate crime. Years ago, Henry and I discussed uh, the failed attempt after some Republicans shockingly took exception uh, to the definition and scope of the word lynching. I quote you not. Uh, this time, the bill only passed with three no votes, which is still shocking in the year of 2022. Um, the Equal Justice Initiative determined that Congress has failed to pass anti-lynching legislation almost 200 times. Uh, for context, uh, this is a stat that I found. Uh, between uh, 1865 and 1950, there have been nearly uh, 6,500 lynchings that are known of. I don't think that encounters probably the ones that were not known of or the ones that happened and just no one really knew besides certain people. But there are 6,500 that have been documented and that can be traced. Um, I guess my question is, are you shocked? Bro, you um, said since when? Since basically from 1865 to 1950, which goes to Mackenzie's case of it doesn't take that far back to get to 1865, and it certainly doesn't take that long to get to 1950. And that's when they stopped. So I can only assume that... Allegedly. In the 1940s, that there was clearly still a lot of this happening that people swept up. <laughs> but, and I think we, and to Mackenzie's point, I think we think of this thing as something that happened in, like, the 1800s. Like, But, like, no, this was happening in the 20th century. <laughs> like... This is something that, like, you know, if you ask the right person's grandparents, they probably have a story of this happening when they were growing up. And they were probably, like, in the 1940s, which is <laughs> crazy. Point. But I think that gets to the point of, like, this is not really, like, far off history. This is, like, you ask a person and they can probably tell you firsthand about this stuff. Yeah, that's crazy, to be honest. Like, <laughs> it makes my stomach hurt, for real. I mean, I'm just thinking about you. Like, I'm sure... I'm sure if you asked family, like, in Georgia, I'm sure someone has a story about something like this. I'm positive. Like, if you ask one of your elders or if you ask one of, like, your grandparents, like, siblings or cousins, someone has a story of this happening or rather knows a story that they were told directly. Yeah. Or through growing up. Like, it's not. I was actually. 
I was actually going through, like, cleaning out some closets, and I came across a picture of, I would say, my great, 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 great grandparents. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I asked my grandma, like, you know, who who they were or whatever. I didn't ask directly if they were, like, slaves or whatever. But I that picture, I wish I still had it. It was definitely giving they seen some things like it was like one of those black and white photos you could just see in the eyes you know just see like you know when you see them old photos i feel like the eyes be just telling you so much they, they just tell you what's yeah um and they was in I mississippi so well i was about to say i don't remember the decree of how far back they were but i've seen uh some of my ancestry with like they were slaves. Like I know, like my granddad, he inherited the farm he owned when I was little, and like he's Indian. <laughs> so like, if I really want to like go into that history of how like he inherited that for real, but he allegedly inherited from family, but I wouldn't believe that, because I know like we also got land up in South Carolina where like my aunt vividly like remembers her uncle who was a slave or somebody like that he was basically a sharecropper and was the man books keep bookkeeper so he was still bread and he ended up buying like nine acres of land in south carolina so yeah like i know firsthand like have heard stories not firsthand have experienced but i've yeah. heard the stories and seen pictures and like to Mackenzie's point of like just seeing the pain, you can smell the picture for real and just like yeah. imagine what they went through. Uh, so for me, it's a blessing to be alive, but it's crazy to see that like people are still like trying to play delusion like this stuff doesn't happen or is not like a crime. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like even on like a broader level that like how that would still have an economic impact today. Like, you know, we as people are literally like centuries and generations behind the eight ball and how that like when people say like generational wealth, I think most people don't assume that that like takes effect like way before our like even our grandparents. Time before our time. <laughs> like, Once again, y'all yeah, need like, to watch the Atlanta episode. They talked about all of this like. Well, boom. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like like but like that Atlanta episode. It's not that long ago, and it's and white people do need to understand that for us, it's really not like it's very familiar, and we're also constantly reminded by it. We can circle this back to the Oscars. You don't need to be in this space. You look look at how they act. Get yeah, out, y'all. You, and and if you act up, you banned for ten years, ten lashes. It just just very very like we're still we're still not accepted. We can put on a show for you. But then get out if you act a fool. <laughs> right. Um, well, that's it on our agenda. Is there anything else we need to discuss? Well, there's so many things we need to discuss, but not enough time on the podcast. Hello, well, nah, the world it do be doing its thing, man. It's a lot of stuff going on. Well, there it is. That concludes our 84th episode. Be sure, as always, to check us out on 
all of our social media pro, uh, platforms. That includes Twitter and Instagram at WRGOPod. Be sure to like, subscribe, listen, and comment on any of the plethora of streaming platforms that we are on. That includes Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, where we are going to try to drop some new and more interesting stuff. So with Mackenzie and Henry, as always, myself is Noah, signing out.